and welcome to a very special edition of the Voter Aid Podcast. Today, we are joined by Elaine de Valle, the award-winning writer of the Political Cortelito blog, to talk about the Coral Gables election and to preview it before it comes in just a couple of days. Before we get to that, remember, if you are a Coral Gables resident, you can go to VoterAid.co and take our 14-question survey. In less than five minutes, you will be matched to the candidates in all three races that most agree with your specific views. It's customized endorsements to your opinions and nobody else's. That's at VoterAid.co. And now, without further ado, say hello to Elaine. Well, uh, before I had the blog, which is Political Cortadito, uh, politicalcortadito.com, I used to work at the Miami Herald for 18 years. And during that time, I actually covered Coral Gables twice. Uh, once while Raul Valdestaldi was the mayor in, in, I think it was like from 2000, no, I'm sorry, from 1995, maybe, to like, uh, till 2001, until the election that took my office. And then later again, uh, when Don Flesnick was uh, the mayor uh, for a couple of years. So, uh, you know, I worked, I worked a lot in Coral Gables, you know, not just in political Cortadito, but when I worked at the Herald as well. Okay, so let's let's jump right in then to that mayoral race because uh, you uh, directly mentioned one candidate and indirectly mentioned the other because they both have ties to to the mayoral seat in the past. So, what's that? What are the issues that are really at play uh, in the mayoral race between Valdez Fali and Slesnik? Well, the mayoral race is, is kind of shaping up to be a rematch of sorts, like you said, because we, we do have Raul Valdez-Valley coming back um, after having uh, been out of office since 2001. And then we have Jeanette Slesnick, who's commissioner, a freshman commissioner, um, running for mayor, and she is the wife of Don Slesnick, uh, who had been the mayor uh, up until six years ago when uh, Jim Casey ran against him. So he had been the mayor from 2001 up until 2013 or 2011. Um, so I think it was, I think it was 11. It was 2011, right. So, um, you know, it, it's kind of turned out to be like a rematch of sorts. A lot of people think that there's a, a grudge. It's like a grudge match. Um, but th- that's just for us political insiders. For the for Gables voter, for the general population, um, th- the main focus has been about um, development and whether or not you believe that there's overdevelopment happening in Coral Gables. There, there have been a lot of projects coming online in the past few years. I, I believe that development was also an issue in the election two years ago. Um, you know, and, and there have been you know, several, you know, several projects that have become kind of front and center um, in, in this election. The Paseo project comes to mind on US-1 because that was approved. Uh, I believe that was approved 4-1. Jeanette Slesnick was the only person opposing it. And those neighbors are really galvanized uh, to be very politically active, recruiting candidates, um, and, and that's become like a main issue. I think that uh, that's the issue that divides these two candidates the most uh, because uh, many people believe that Raul Valdez-Fali will be the same. He's endorsed by Jim Kaysen. He's endorsed by Vince Lago and Frank Asana, which are the people that are you know, seen as pro-development, as wanting to redevelop uh, much of Coral Gables, um, whereas Jeanette Slesnick wants to sort of put on the brakes and she wants, she says what she calls smart development or uh, development that is within the Coral Gables existing master code. 
um, which has been broken for you know the Mediterranean project on Ponce de Leon, uh, the Paseo project, 33 Alhambra, and and the Grand uh, Gable Station, which is on on the edge of Coconut Grove. I mean, a number of projects have uh, been granted height. Uh, Variances so they could go higher, um, and density variances so they could go, they, they could be upzoned and, and go more dense. And that's what she's fighting specifically against. I have to say that I think uh, at the, the forum that the Coral Gables Chamber of Commerce did, uh, the words smart development were the most uh, said by every single candidate. I think it was uh, every other word that came out of their mouth was one of those things. Uh, so well, they don't want to be seen. They, they don't want to be seen as anti-development because remember, you know, we're, Coral Gables is a city in which the commercial district pays more than half. I think it's sixty percent or, or close to half of the tax base. So they they love their their commercial development. They don't want to say they're anti-development. Um, what they want to say is that they're they're for smart development because they do believe that there, there is a, a sentiment in the community, particularly in the South Gables community, that or along South Dixie Highway, that there's uh, been a, a trend to overdevelop or over upzone um, the, the properties there. So I wouldn't be surprised if that's the trend they're using because they don't want to run away from development as a whole. What about the issue of art in public spaces? At the beginning of the mayoral race, there was this belief that that was going to be one of the signature issues, and specifically the sculptures that are on uh, on the way to Miracle Mile and uh, in two roundabouts, I forget the exact uh, street, but right by Segovia, the Biltmore. Segovia, I think it's Segovia. Yeah, right by the Biltmore, uh, the Biltmore Golf Course, not the hotel. And it, it seems like that talk has gone a little quiet. Is it? Does the voters just not care about that issue? I, I think it's that's a, a, a central issue to the people in that area. And I think that the issue isn't so much of art in public places, which everybody's in favor of. I, I think that the issue was whether or not the representatives in the city listened to the residents. Uh, there was a petition signed by more than 1,600 residents who were against these particular sculptures. Not all art in public places, but these particular sculptures. Now, I, I like them, frankly. I think they're pretty, and I like something modern mixed with the Mediterranean. You see that in Europe all the time, but they feel that it's out of character with the neighborhood, and they're the ones who matter because they're the ones who live there. Sure. They're the ones who have to see it every day. Um, so, you know, the, the feeling, I think, which I think is still very much part of the campaign, is that they weren't listened to, that City Hall has a deaf ear to them. And I think that not only um, Commissioner Slesnick in the mayoral campaign, but certainly some of the commission candidates in the other campaigns are using that argument you know, to campaign on, I will listen to you, I will be the voice for the residents. So let's uh, let's chat a little bit about those those races. Uh, are we seeing the same issues in those races, uh, or are there other issues at play? Because I know, and and we can take each of them independently because they they do have different dynamics. But skipping three for a second, going to commission seat five, uh, I remember at the forum the police uh, were brought up a lot as well. Well, yes. I mean, I think that there's, you know, if you think about it, there's a couple of other issues that are very important. Public safety is one of them. Uh, there's a shortage in the police department of, you know, depending on who you ask, but, you know, up to 21 officers, I think. Um, and, and that's of concern because the city has turned to other means. In North Gables, they have private security patrols. Um, you know, 
and and they're, I believe they're doing some closed caption TV uh, type of patrolling. And so that's become kind of controversial. And I think that that's definitely one of the issues, um, particularly in the race where we have a retired police officer running, and that's Randy Hoff in that group, I think, that you mentioned, because that's where you have, that's the open seat um, that Jeanette Slesnick vacated, and you have four candidates uh, running there. But the development still, I think, is the overshadowing um, issue, because even in that uh, race, that's been the biggest issue in the other race, too. You know, we have two candidates, Marlon Ebert, Ebert, I don't know how you pronounce the name. I do and not know either. Former, yeah, and former Commissioner Chip Withers, who has Wait, been is that specifically a, you mean recruited. Group three? No, in, 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 yes, in Group 3, uh, the former Commissioner Group uh, Oh, Withers. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You meant that Ebert is in, or Ebert is in five and, and Withers is in three. I'm sorry. I, I missed Right. And, and, right. In each of the two commission races, the, you know, they were specifically recruited uh, by anti-development forces. Um, so that's kind of like an overshadowing issue. You know, the Miracle Mile Streetscape and how quickly or slow uh, that's been going, that, that, that's been an issue as well. You know, we mentioned the public safety, you know, development. Um, historic preservation, uh, you know, you know, I, I think that those are the, the main issues, but development kind of overshadows everything, even in the other two commission races. Has there been any sort of, of wild card, uh, like something that has come up in the last couple of months that people didn't really see coming, uh, or maybe a candidate that has, uh, has leapt up and, and, uh, was not expected to do very well, but uh, is showing well, or is this just a status quo election kind of thing? And, you know, Cole Gables is a weird animal. You know, you never know what's going to happen until it happens. Um, but what what we have seen, which is not you know pretty, um, is is kind of the specter of an of an ethnically tinged uh, campaign. You know, there there have been. Uh, you know, some, you know, you don't know where it started to start with the campaign, start with the other campaign. But, you know, there certainly has been a whisper campaign that, you know, one of the candidates, but that's Lesnick, um, is anti-Hispanic. I, I don't think that that's true. I mean, I've never, I've dealt with her and her husband for many, many years. Um, you know, and, and I don't, I don't think that that's really you know, actually true. I think that that's just part of the, the negative campaign that's being spread by the other side. But it could also be because the slate that the anti-development forces are supporting are all Anglo. Um, uh, you know, again, I don't, I don't think that that's necessarily an anti-Hispanic thing. If you look at, you know, there's only really two Hispanic, uh, can, you know, candidates running and they're both running in the same race. So you, you, it's like you can't... It, there's what two about... What what about uh, Mr. Sueza, I think is how you pronounce his name. Is he Hispanic or no? Because I know the Hispanics uh, yeah, in four are Hoff and, and Mena. Right, right. I, I think that... Um I think that Sousa is Hispanic. I just, I really, don't, I'm not considering him as, as, you know, a real candidate. I don't think that, okay. I think he's going to be a distant fourth in that group. Um, and it's only because he hasn't been involved in the Gables. Um, you know, like, like, like Mena. Mena's going to do well though, because he has a lot more money and he hasn't campaigned. He really hasn't campaigned as much as the others have, you know, the others have campaigned in that group, you know, May not have to campaign like crazy. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's out there, he's knocking on doors, he sends mailers every day, but he has a lot more money. Um, and that's because he's getting a lot of support from the same people that support uh, Vince Lago and, and Frank Casada, who I believe recruited him uh, for this race because they didn't want Marlon Ebert or Randy Hoff, somebody who's anti development, 
to skewer their votes. I mean, you know, basically, this election could change the way Coral Gables is, is moving. Really? The direction that it's moving because, yeah, because it's the same thing that happened in 2001 when they elected a new mayor and two new commissioners. They stopped the closure of Biltmore Way. They stopped the construction or the, the idea of a building of a, of a city hall annex because they, they basically brought a seat change to City Hall and they brought a new majority and those people could stop the new mayor and the two commissioners were three votes and they stopped it. If, if Jeanette Slesnick is, is elected and uh, Pat Keon is defeated and either any, anybody but, but Mike Mana is elected, then you'll have Jeanette Slesnick having a majority of the votes for her agenda. If Jeanette Slesnick is elected and Pat Keon or Mike Mena win, you will still have the Lago Casada Keon or the Lago Casada Mena faction driving the agenda with the three votes. So that's that's why it's kind of important if you want to change the direction of the Gables to to vote for three, you know, for, for a slate rather than just you know three individual people. So is is this a situation where? Despite it being a, a nonpartisan race, uh, is this a a situation where we would expect uh, one slate or the other to win, or is there a legitimate opportunity? And I don't. I, I'm speaking here abstractly because I haven't seen any polling in Coral Gables. I think all the polling done is internally. Is there the possibility that Coral Gables is a like it has a split slate, or is it going to be one slate or the other? There is. There is, and, and like I said. You know, we don't know. I, I also have not been privy to any of the internal polls. Um, you know, it, it, it all depends on who turns out to vote. Coral Gables has a little bit more than 30,000 registered voters. Um, yeah. At the presidential election, I believe 26 or 28,000 of them went out to vote. But in the city elections, which are held in April every every two years, we consistently see between 7,000 and 8,000 people voting. About 25% so really Right. So it really depends on who, who comes out. If there are a lot of Hispanics, the Hispanics will do well and the slate will be split. Um, if the anti-development forces are able to rally their troops and they're able to get, you know, their, their people out, then then their slate, which is Slesnick, Withers, and Ebert, they call it the So slate, S-W, um, I think their slate could win, and we could see a repeat of what happened in 2001. It, it all depends on how driven they are and how, they, you know, how the turnout comes out. Have, have the candidates made it a point to campaign on a slate, or is this something that has been done externally and it's just the way of the world? It, it's something that's done externally. Okay. Um, I, I, I've, I've not seen any collaboration or any type of even encouragement from any of them. When I, when I talk to them, there's no, uh, there's no overlap. Um, I, you know, I think that, uh, I think that Withers is probably happy to be on a slate because I've seen almost very little or no campaigning uh, from him. I don't think he sent out a mailer. I, I don't know that he's done. He's knocked on any doors. I, I don't know that he's done any actual campaigning. He might be just running on his name recognition, which I think is a mistake. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't think people know that Chip, a lot of people don't even know Chip Withers is running. 
you know, to this day. Uh-huh. Um, so I think that he's happy to be on the slate, but I don't think it's, it's definitely not created by the candidates. It's, it's, it, it's a slate that's created by the activists. In this case, it's a group that's calling themselves, um, Gables Neighbors United. Um, and it's pretty much the same group, maybe with a little bit, you know, more, outside the boundaries of the Riviera Neighborhood Association that was against the Paseo Project. I remember when uh, we first started uh, covering the Coral Gables race, uh, there was a big emphasis placed on civility. And I believe, I'm not uh, I'm not 100% sure, but I believe that the candidates actually had to sign a civility pledge before they were allowed to participate in the first forum. I don't know if the, the rules were the same for the second forum that happened last week. But the campaign, and you mentioned it earlier with the questions of, of different racial undertones, don't seem to have followed those rules. So I guess my question here is, imagine after the election, you know, the, the new commissioners will take, take, uh, the oath very soon after the election. Does the, uh, nastiness of the campaign potentially continue into business at the government level for the next couple of years? Or is this just, uh, what happens? Like, you know, the, the campaigns are dirty and you leave it out on the field. And as soon as you're elected, you get back to business as usual. You know, unfortunately, I think that, I think the latter is true. I think that this is just what happens. I've seen it happen at, in other cities and at the county level as well. And, and today's enemy is, is tomorrow's colleague. And, you know, they'll, they'll, you know, work together if they have to. You know, it, it's unfortunate because I have seen, it, it's not just the ethnic, Tinge that this has taken, um, you know, on 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 the in the mayor race, there have been a number of misleading uh, mailers. Uh, you know, I, I wrote about it in one of my blog posts. You know, there was one that, you know, that said that Jenna Slezak had voted against the Paseo project and also in favor of the Paseo project. Well, that's not true. You know, she voted after the Paseo project was already approved. She voted on amendments that that shrunk it. Um, you know, things that were good, you know, that, that did follow her policy and what she had always represented um, that she would do. So, you know, there's been a lot of uh, misdirection. Um, I believe that what you're talking about is something that they signed for the Chamber of Commerce. Yes. Um, I also remember that Mark Trowbridge wrote a letter to the editor, to the Miami Herald, that was published saying, oh, how wonderful the Gables was because we have these cool elections. Um, but I haven't heard a piece from him since. <laughs> so well, even um, yeah, even at that event, it was pretty. And Mark Trowbridge, for those that don't know, is is the president of the Chamber of Commerce for Coral Gables. At that event, like uh, a person from the crowd had to be escorted out during the mayoral portion of the forum because she kept interrupting one of the candidates uh, who she believed was uh, spreading. Uh, uh, mistruths, I guess, is is the word in vogue now. But yeah, right. so it, it got pretty contentious, at least in the mayoral portion. Alternative facts. Alternative facts is the word <laughs> in vogue now. <laughs> yes, yes, you're right. So, so yes, yeah. So uh, you you have been covering this race, uh, and and obviously, you know, you you you're a Pulitzer Prize winning journalist. You obviously can cover the race uh, objectively, but you also do have favorite candidates. Uh, who have you? Who have you favored in, in learning about them and why? Well, for many of the reasons we've talked about, I, I, you know, I've, I'm supporting in, in the blog, I'm supporting Jeanette Slesnick uh, for commissioner. I think that she's done a very good job as, I mean, for mayor, I think she's done a good job as commissioner in representing the people. Um, you know, she was the one who wanted to, you know, take a second look 
at the flowers on Segovia Street, not because she didn't like them, but because there were so many people flooding City Hall with letters and, 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 and at a meeting to complain about it. You know, she's been a lone no vote on a lot of this, you know, overdevelopment or, or development above and beyond, you know, what the zoning code allows. Um, and, and I think that she's a good checks and balances to what we have there now. Um, so I'm supporting her. I also just don't like uh, the, the way that Ronald Aldersfeld has been running this campaign. And I think that the fact that he supported... That flyer was Kaysen, hilarious, though. I'm sorry to interrupt, but the flyer with the car, it was so bad, it was, it was good. It was it was really it, funny. It's, it's <laughs> awesome. I, I want to put it in a frame and hang it in my office. It's so funny. Um, but For the listeners, but I'll try to put it deflating. on the episode page so they can see uh, the, the flyer, because it's really funny. And it's misleading because it says that, you know, she doesn't want to reduce the speed limit, but basically she's saying that she, she, she'd love to reduce the speed limit, but what we need to do first is hire more police officers to enforce the speed limit that they have now, um, which is the problem. It's not that people aren't going 25 miles an hour, or, or I'm sorry, aren't going 30 miles an hour. You know, they're not, and that's what it is. They're not going 30 miles an hour. What makes you think they're going to go 25 miles an hour if they're not going 30 miles an hour now? Mm-hmm. So... Um, you know, I, I sort of agree with her on a lot of her. I think she's got common sense. And I'm I'm a little bit concerned about the forces behind Valdez Fowley's sudden uh, resurgence to politics, um, I, I, you know, and his alignment with the pro-development forces. Um, in in the other races, I, you know, I, I think Mike Lynn is a nice guy. He certainly, you know, looks ambitious. I, you know, he's I think he's another Vince Lago, and I would love to see him involved in city politics, but, you know, maybe he should serve on a committee or a city board first instead of just out of the blue running for commission. I'm also concerned that he was recruited, you know, by his by, by Posada and by Lago, and, you know, so they could keep that three, two vote uh, for, for development variances. Um, so I think that in that race, in that race, I like Randy Hoff. I mean, I love Marlon Ebert. I think she's fantastic, too. I'd be happy with either one of them. But Randy Hoff has served the city as a police officer for 30 years. He lived there. He lived there for 20 years. He, he loves Coral Gables. Um, you know, and, and I just, I mean, I know they all do, but I, I just feel that his only interest would be in representing the people and, and serving the city. In, in the other race, it's, it's very difficult. The, the Pat Keon versus Chip Withers race is very difficult. I, I like them both. I think they both are pretty much the same. Um, the only difference is that I, I have not agreed with some of Pat Keon's votes. And I think that in order for Jeanette Slesnick to move her agenda forward, she's going to need allies. And I don't think that Pat Keon's going to be one of them. She hasn't shown to be one of them on the commission um, as a colleague. So, uh, you know, I, I also think that Pat Keon, for a lot of people, and, and this is not just me, but other people have said, you know, she, she rules sort of arrogantly. Um, you know, she knows she knows better than everybody else. She knows what's mm-hmm. best for you. Um, and that, you know, it's okay, man. That, that just rubs you the wrong way, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I, I think what Chip Withers would be a little bit more um, open to other people's suggestions and, and not be like, uh, you know, by way of the highway. So th- those are the, the people that I, I, I like. If I were a Coral Gables resident, I would be voting for Jeanette Slesnick, Randy Hoff, and probably for Chip Withers. Okay. So. Uh, and and uh, you want to let the, uh, the listeners know one more time about your website and your blog? Yes. Uh, you can find some coverage of the Coral Gables election as well as other uh, county and, and city stuff around South Florida 
at politicalcortadito.com. Um, and that's politicalcortadito, C-O-R-T-A-D-I-T-O, which is like the Cuban coffee with a little bit of milk, um, <laughs> dot com. So, and, and, you know, please feel free to comment or to reach me. You can also find me on Twitter at News Chica. And um, you can find me on, on Facebook and, you know, you can Google me and get my phone number. So, you know, please feel free to reach out to me. Thank you to Elaine de Valle, also known as Ladra, for filling us in on the ins and outs of the issues of the Coral Gables election, which again, remember, is on Tuesday, April 11th. If you are a Coral Gables resident, do not forget that you can go to voteray.co, that's V-O-T-E-R-A-I-D.co, and take a 14-question survey that will match you to the candidates on the ballot in all three races that most agree with your perspectives. Until next time, 